Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets Auto Experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with episode 36 of the pod. Um, yeah, another Wednesday night, um, another rainy night where I'm at. Uh, I think uh, Remnants of Hurricane Ida is uh, coming through uh, where I'm at right now, but nothing's going to stop the uh, operation of this podcast, so we're back with episode 36. Um the New York Jets acquiring Shaq Lawson, uh, the big news from the Houston Texans over this past week. We'll get into some of those logistics and uh, how that trade looks to be uh, working out for the Jets thus far, even though it's only been a couple days. Um, or, yep. Um, and, you know, made some waiver claims uh, today, Wednesday, picked up Quentin Williams' brother, Quincy Williams, from the Jaguars, and um, another waiver claim. That is slipping my mind. The defensive end from the Chiefs. Um, if his name comes back, I will certainly uh, let you know. But as of right now, the Jets, they're looking okay, right? I mean, they released Bless Austin today out of nowhere. Um, Tim Ward was the Chiefs defensive end. Tim Ward. Uh, they released starting cornerback Bless Austin. Uh, these slots are kind of just all over the place. Uh, a lot has happened in Jets world over these past uh, 48 hours, but we'll get into each one. Um, bless Austin released, of course, the Jets, uh, not making any moves at the cornerback position, um, staying pretty young, um, as of right now, but let's get into these one-on-one, um, one-by-one, I should say. Um, so the first one, Shaq Lawson acquired from the Texans for a six-round pick. Um, I think it's a great trade, right? I mean, just giving up a six-round pick, the Texans paying the majority of Lawson's Remaining contract, I believe the Jets get him for 990000 for one year. Um, I think that's great, especially if he plays, you know, a little over his potential, right? I mean, Robert Sala with edge rushers, he's been notorious for getting the best out of those players. And uh, I see no different with Lawson here, right? He, he's pumped up to be here. He said today in a press conference that, I mean, he, he was pumped to get traded. He, he, he couldn't wait to get to New York, basically. And, you know, I, I think that... that it says a lot about the culture Robert Sala's building is like in previous years, a guy like Jamal Adams is like, I can't wait to get out of here. But now guys seem to be levitating towards Robert Sala and the Jets. And like, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. And I think it's really good for this organization to start to get these players, you know, brought in and bought in, um, you know, to win some championships and Sala reiterated, uh, reiterated it today, you know, Long-term success is more important than the short term, right? The Jets could have brought in 40 veterans this offseason and probably won 8 to 10 games for one year of success. Would you rather one year of success, he basically said, or 10 years of sustained success? I think any Jet fan, even though we haven't had any sort of sustained success for a while, would pick the 10 years of sustained uh, success there. But, you know, I think I think Salah's building something really special. I think this Lawson trade proves that a guy like Lawson and his, his skill set could be really brought out for the better on this Jets team because, you know, Robert Sala's defensive scheme and Jeff Albrecht's defensive scheme is to just let these players go on the edge and attack. And I think that's what Sala and Albrecht are planning to uh, provide with Lawson on the edge, and hopefully he can, you know, bring some assurance to that edge, edge position with, of course, Carl Lawson out for the year with a torn Achilles, so ruptured Achilles. So hopefully, um, hopefully Shaq Lawson can heal some of those wounds that the Jets defensive line uh, suffered a couple weeks ago in the joint practices versus Green, uh, Green Bay. But as of right now, they're not looking too too shabby on the defensive line. That's one of their obviously stronger positional units throughout the entire roster. Um, you know, you can make the argument for wide receiver or 
even running back, but I think defensive line takes the cake on that one. And um, speaking of strong units, not so fast, but linebacker looks to have a new reinforcement enforcement on that side of the ball um, with Quincy Williams. Quentin Williams' brother from the Jaguars coming in. Uh, as a waiver claim at that number two, at that number two overall in the waivers the Jets, um, the Jets had today, and I think it's a really good pickup, right? I think linebacker depth is something the Jets didn't have before bringing in Williams, and they still don't really have it. Um, there's a lot of inexperience with guys like Hamza Nasraldine and Jamie Sherwood, two draft picks, two draft picks from this previous draft, and Quincy Williams still a young, um, young linebacker there, and of course. Uh, the veteran C.J. Mosley, who looks to bring some stability to that group. But as of right now, the, it'll be a learning curve. And Salah even reiterated today, um, you know, it's a really young roster. They, they have guys that are going to they have guys that are gonna have to, you know, work their way out of this roster by just simply playing and simply, you know, getting those reps. And I think it's important for guys like Hobbs and Nasruddin and Sherwood to really play week one and get those reps and see what these guys are made of right away. Um, and it's going to be really awesome. Uh, you know, win or loss week one, hopefully it's a win against Sam Darnold and those Carolina Panthers. But as of right now, you just want to see progress. You just want to see some sort of, sort of competitive nature out of this team. And I think you're going to get it. I think you're going to get it week one against Carolina. And I think these young players, all these young players from Brennan Eccles to Jason Pinnock to, you know, Jamie and Sherwood, um, you know, even Makai Becton in these second-year, third-year players are still looking to really win and bring out the best in their their themselves. And I think, I think the Jets are getting a lot of potential out of this group this year. And I think it's just going to prove that you know Joe Douglas is building this the right way. And I think those who doubt him right now, I'm not sure they're going to be doubting him in three to four years. That's all I'm going to be saying now. But um, so that was it for Shaq Lawson and um, those waiver claims, of course. Um, God, this guy's name keeps slipping my mind. The Chiefs defensive end that the Jets can't claim today. I got to keep checking. But uh, Tim Ward, Tim Ward, Chiefs defensive end, undrafted free agent, twenty four years old. Um, hopefully, he would make some noise. I I think I heard he had a good preseason. Um, and we'll we'll see. He made he's going to make the fifty three right. I mean, he has to um, from the Jets claiming him. So he'll work his way into the rotation, and we'll see what he's made of. You know, the Jets released. Jabari Zuniga today, third-round pick from this year's draft, uh, last year's draft. Um, I apologize, but, yeah, I mean, look, the Jets are obviously in need of edge help. They're aware they're in need of edge help, and I think they're doing something about it. And I think it's really important that um, Joe Douglas is making this a priority moving forward, and we haven't seen in years past, right? I mean, previous regimes, we just, you know, completely ignore the edge position for years. And finally, Joe Douglas is, you know, taking accountability with the Carl Lawson signing and, you know, drafting Zuniga, at least he took a swing and a miss, but, you know, not a miss yet. I think he wants to add him back to the practice squad, but, you know, you know how those things kind of trend. Um, but as of right now, you know, Douglas is doing the best he can to uh, replace Carl Lawson on that edge and, you know, in short notice, right? I mean, the season in those Green Bay practices, in those Green Bay practices, the season started a month later, right? And we're two weeks away now. So, um, you know, under two weeks, actually not, September 1st, uh, the day that I'm recording this. So it'll be September 2nd by the time you all probably listen, and uh, we'll officially be 10 days away from the season opener against the Carolina Panthers. Um, I really can't wait. I'm going to be at the uh, home opener against the New England Patriots on the 19th. Hope to see some of you guys there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be epic, especially if the team wins week one. That week two atmosphere at MetLife is going to be electric. Um, I could see 85,000 strong uh 
turning up to MetLife Stadium for that day. Tickets are not yet sold out, though, so you can head over to uh, SeatGeek, SeatGeek.com and use my promo code JETSGAMEPLAN on there for $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek. Um, I do have a promo code. I actually have not plugged that in previous episodes. I probably should have. Um, but, yeah, that'll help you guys out secure some tickets for the 2021 NFL season. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, the Jets are on their way, right? Under two weeks until the regular season, you know, they're rounding out their roster. Playing the young guys at CB, Eccles, Pinnock, see what those guys have. Um, and it, it looks like Robert Sala, you know, he's taking that philosophy from Seattle, Pete Carroll, as we talked about in earlier episodes way back. Um, he, he wants to develop his own players, and he wants to develop that young core that he thinks he has in New York. And I, it's really hard to disagree with it's really hard to disagree with coach. I mean, he hasn't shown anything in the regular season. He hasn't won 12 games in a season, you know, but things like this only prove that, you know, he may be good at developing talent. We haven't seen the Jets not go with a veteran addition at CB in a while. I feel like we always have, you know, that veteran like Tremaine Johnson or someone of that nature to just like secure the room. And you feel a little, you know, you feel better about the room with the veteran in there. I don't think Robert Saul is falling for that this year. I think he's going to really develop his own room. And these guys are going to have a growing pains, but it's part of the process. You know, this is the year to evaluate Zach Wilson. This is the year to evaluate the new offense. And hopefully uh, some of these guys can really take strides and bring that, bring it strong into year two. In no way, shape, or form are we throwing out this season, though. I mean, it's 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 go time. Uh, you want to see the Jets compete. You want to see the Jets win games this season. No more tanking. No more, you know. Losing for draft capital, it's over. All that crap's over. You you want to see him win. You want to see him try to win as many games as possible. You know, so that's my little rant on that subject. But other than that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. A really good productive episode. Um, touched on the Shaq Lawson trade. Touched on the waiver claims. The Blesswan Austin release and what that could mean for the defensive back room. And other than that, I think. We're going to go ahead and wrap it. So my name is Tyler. I will see you next week um, for episode 37. Make sure you check out my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and read some of my stuff on the Jet Press. I do plan on coming out with game-by-game previews every week leading up to the um, you know the end of the season, but I'll do it all, all 17, 18 weeks. Um, if the Jets are playing games, I will be writing a preview. So really appreciate you guys sticking around for this episode of the pod, and I will see you next week.